Hello and welcome to another edition of Bills from Afar podcast here with me, Tim Raj, and my co-host, Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, looking forward to another game. They're uh, coming thick and fast now, aren't they? All that, yeah. all that off-season time waiting for a game and now it seems like bang, bang, bang. Here they are. I watched the, uh, watched the Carolina and, um, and Texans game this morning. Um, how was just- that game? Not great. No. <laughs> Not great. I watched it in 40 because I, I knew it wasn't going to be, it yeah. wasn't going to be a game that I wanted to necessarily see a lot of. Unfortunately, if Tyra Taylor was there, then you'd it probably watch the whole yeah, game. Without a doubt. Yeah. With Davis Mills, a rookie that played. And he did not look good. Um, no. I mean, let's be fair. He's only what is his first start, right? So um, Yeah, and he didn't play much of Stanford either in college. No. So He looked... Um, like you would expect somebody who's been picked where he was picked to play, um, thrown into a game, and that Carolina defense is, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Looks I think legit, doesn't it? It through, does, through does, weeks. yeah. And I mean, I think it was always going to, they, they were clearly working towards it if you looked at what they were they were drafting. There were some really good players. Uh, Jeremy Chin's a player I like a lot. Um, but the other interesting thing was Christian McCaffrey was sadly injured. I think it was the yeah. second quarter, I think, uh, the hamstring, which is always a shame because he is electric to watch. Um, yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun, isn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's great to watch. I think Donald, you know, he's showing some signs of life. Um, it's amazing what you can do with a half-decent offensive line at a bit of time. Um, yeah. I mean, he's not necessarily perhaps what everybody expected him to be when he was coming out of the draft, but you can, he looks better. He definitely looks better than he was at the Jets. Um, there's no two ways about it. So um, That was one of the more fascinating storylines uh, that was to be defined during the season with Sam Donald and how he'd get on at uh, the Panthers compared to how he did with the Jets and also how Zach Wilson would do at the Jets. And you can see that it's only two games. Clearly, there's a lot of time uh, still to go uh, with Zach Wilson. But the signs aren't great from his side of things, you know, for four interceptions here against the Patriots. And then Darnold, you know, just seems to have, um, you know, rekindled his uh, college form and playing at a high, higher level, at least, you know. Yeah. So it's really it, encouraging. It's hard to judge quarterbacks unless they've got at least a mediocre, middling offensive line. Yeah. Um, it, it's almost not fair to judge them. Um because no matter how you are, who you are, you need a little bit of time at least um, to go through your go through your progressions. And of course, if you're a rookie and everything's going a little bit faster than it was in college, you need even more time. So unless you're super mobile, um, you know, like Josh, um, it, it, I think it's tough. It's really tough. And I think we can see the danger of trying to judge a quarterback now that we see Donald looking a little bit more settled. Without, mm. a, I mean, the Jets have never had an offer. You know, was last time he got offensive line? It's mm. ridiculous. And you watch, and I, I'm sure you saw the clip of the of the teenager uh, critiquing the Jets' offensive line this week, where he's like, "Who are these two guys doing? They're just looking at each other. This guy's been pancaked. You know, this guy's probably holding." And they just went round their offensive line, and then to top it all off, um, he throws a he throws a pick. And I just thought, "Yeah, what the hell is he supposed to do? <laughs> he's got nothing. He's got nothing to aim at." Yeah. Um, and that offensive line is an absolute shambles. So. I mean, it's great for us. You know, we, we'll happily see the Jets, uh, you know, be a tire fire for as long as they uh, wish to mm. continue for that. But um, yeah, I, I'm actually, a bit, I'm hoping that Donald does do well in Carolina. I, I think he deserves a fair chance, and that he's clearly at least competent uh, from what I saw um, this morning. It's a prime example of how situation matters. You know, you can only do so much as a quarterback. You're a leader. You know, you've got the highest expectations of the team 
to deliver. But you're going to need, you need all that structure around you. You need the offensive line, you need weapons, you need coaching, you need the scheme, you know, yeah. you need the defence, you know, you need everything to be pulling your way. And clearly... Um, with Zach Wilson's start um, that's not happened just yet but you look back at Allen's rookie year and the offensive line he had and I think all the guys other than uh, who's for guard um, John Miller isn't it um, I think he's in Chicago somewhere like that but like all the offensive line aren't in the league anymore uh, other than Dawkins of course and then the weapons you know Charles Clay's and your uh, Kelvin Benjamins and you know all, that, all those guys. You know, Allen had a rough start as well, but that's how you Alan bounce was back. Super, and super mobile, and you know, he's good on his feet. So if you're more of a pocket passer and you go into a, a place with a terrible offensive line, then you're struggling. Aren't you? I think it's interesting. We've had a lot of rookies come in this year, and, and will be playing starter roles by the end of the season. And just comparing the environments that they come into, um, I think, is important. I mean, you look at Trevor Lawrence and. Wow, I mean, he's he's he might as well have roller skates on every day. Um, yeah, yeah. Because again, there's there's just nothing mm. to protect him. Um, mm. And of course, it's, this is the way that league works, right? You put your your best quarterbacks in the places with the uh, the worst records, which often means that there isn't much going on on offense. But mm. you know, you, you've seen what the Bills have done, and finally, with this this organization, they've actually built. You know, they got the quarterback, they sorted out the line, they got the the um, the offensive weapons. And you can really see how we're paying dividends. How it's paying dividends now. Yeah. Um, and you compare absolutely. other organisations, and you can sort of see various levels of sham- sham- shambolic situations. Yeah. And it mm. it makes me feel finally happy that we've got a competent people running our uh, our organisation. Yeah, finally. <laughs> so, what do you make of this uh, upcoming game on Sunday then, Washington? I think this is a this is a this is a tricky game. I think I think it's a, a hard game to call. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's tricky to know exactly how it's going to go just based on the couple of weeks we've seen from the Bills. And, you know, I've got no concerns with the defence because of how they performed over the last few weeks. Um, but the offence is still a little bit of an unknown, really. Um, obviously, Josh Allen's looked out of sorts. Um, you hope that these next couple of games, just because of the quarterback injuries on the opposition teams, um, that'll be perfect bounce back opportunity for him really because we should have the ball a lot of the time in, in the game so um yeah it's perfect opportunity to see you know him get back to his best and um just show us what we all know he's capable of so it's big next couple of weeks ahead of the Chiefs game especially you know we need to see that um you know we need to see what we saw last season come back um you know or signs that it's going to be coming back and just week after week of the next two couple of weeks some some um you know progression and something that you can build on so yeah. i was just wondering the offensive struggles and we know the washington football team after researching them, we know their defense is is legit although they've started a bit slower this year but we know last season you no know, top two defense you know how scary the d-line is if you have the coach and staff how how do you think you'd approach this game taking into account what we've seen on the offense so far and how we've struggled and what we know oh, about washington football team how would you go about the game do you think from a scheme perspective yeah i mean i think we need the balance that we saw against miami um, yeah, I think if that Washington line gets cooking, then we're going to need, you know, lots of options underneath, you know, um, we're going to need Josh with out the pocket, able to do stuff outside of scheme. Um, I think just leaning on 
that sort of almost pure passing game as we did against the Steelers, I think could be risky. I mean, and there's no reason for that. I mean, we saw a good performance from both Singletary and Moss last week in terms of scoring touchdowns and also um, getting some good runs. So I think we need a balance. We need to be able to adapt to what we're seeing rather than sort of being locked in on one plan. I mean, this is, this is one of the reasons I think this is such a hard game to forecast. The... Bill's offense hasn't clicked as we know it can, even though we did score 35 points. We did take advantage of a lot of good field position last week. And although I think we saw some improvements from Josh um, against Miami, he was making some of those Josh throws that only he can make. We had, he had a pretty poor completion percentage and he wasn't taking what the defense was offering him every single time. And he also looked rattled at times. He certainly settled down a bit more in the second half, but in that second quarter especially, he looked, he looked great. Mm. So if Josh, if Josh gets back to his level, then I don't think it really matters what Washington do. I mean, they tend to blitz quite a bit. Uh, we know that Josh is very good against man coverage. So that, that should be work out. But if he doesn't, and that Washington line comes back to its level, then we could have troubles. Because that line, when it's on its best days, is at least equivalent to that Pittsburgh defensive line. Yeah. Which we definitely. know absolutely mullered our, our O-line. Now, I think our O-line looked better last week, but for man for man, in terms of just pure quality, that Washington defensive line is something to be worried about. Now, it hasn't yeah. played well, and it hasn't been at its level, but if it clicks this week, then we could have troubles. So I think the game plan has to be, assuming that Washington uh, defensive line um, clicks, they play maybe a bit more zone, drop guys back into coverage. You know, Ron Rivera is a smart guy. He'll know how to get at the Bills. We know He knows that he's seen Josh struggle against uh, zone um, versus the Steelers. I expect them to, to, to take that game plan against us, which means Josh has got to be pragmatic. He's got to take all the defense officers, you know, attack the seams, go for the underneath. I'm expecting Beasley and Knox to have good, good solid games. Um, and of course, if, if something opens up, in the backfield, yeah, someone's over further down the field, then great, you know, take it, cash in. But I think the game plan is going to be a bit more of a, a bit more shorter, uh, shorter game plan. That's what I'm seeing anyway. What about you? Yeah, yeah. Um, if it was me calling the game and calling the offense and being in Brian Dable's shoes, I think um, I'd follow, um, as you said, like the game plan in terms of what we've done against Dolphins, you know, a little bit more running, um, a little bit more play action to help the run game as well uh, to keep creating those gaps and to allow because they play predominantly man coverage uh, the Washington football team you look at their outside yeah. corners um, Kendall Fuller uh, William Jackson was a big signing in the offseason from the Bengals and they're predominantly more man coverage guys but they do have the flexibility to play zones so it'll be interesting uh, Joe Marino on the lockdown bills he said that um, they've referred most um third highest team to blitz yeah so knowing ron rivera as you say like if he's going to drop back in coverage i have a theory that this again this isn't what i do i think i'd you know follow the dolphins game plan and throw in some more play action but i have a theory that josh will run the ball a little bit more like he did with the Steelers which Mm. i know a lot of us weren't happy about we don't like him being at risk but we know that when they're dropping all these guys that there's space behind the defensive line. And I also think as well, because Josh is struggling 
a little bit to throw the ball at the moment and he's getting a little bit you know as we say too impatient at times uh, and he's forcing it a little bit too much I think where he gets his confidence from like you know the first place he gets confidence from is is his running ability and I, I do think that we'll see some more Josh Allen runs although that's not something I like and not necessarily something I want to see um, I expect Dayball and those guys to scheme that up yeah I, it's going to you got to give Washington as many things to think about as possible and I, I think this this uh, conflict that Washington are in is you typically play a lot of man, but you know that's what Josh Allen's strength is. Yeah. You know, do you go and then play, you know, do left-handed work and actually say, well, actually, we're going to play a bit more zone, but we're not as good at that. Um, that tends to work out badly for the defense. However, I think just playing man against Josh is a big mistake. We've got guys who can get separation. I think that plays into our hands. So getting that balance right for Washington is going to be crit- critical. But we haven't seen Josh be Josh yet. Um, certainly not the 2020 Josh. So um, I find this a really tricky game to, to know how it's going to go. I think like if if Josh clicks um, and that defense doesn't, I think we'll annihilate them. If that defense clicks, which it absolutely can do, and Josh is the Josh we've seen for the first two weeks, this could be really tight. And I think they could they yeah. could even squeak it. Um, so, you know, it's interesting that the, the betting at the moment has the Bills as a, as a six-point favorites. That, that I could make a case for that being way under what it what it's going to be, or way above what it's what it's going to be, <laughs> depending yeah. on. And if if Josh clicks and the defense clicks, then I, I still I think that we come out the winners as well. But it's a I think the Bills are favourites, clear favourites, but I don't think it's a it's a straightforward game at all, not at all, especially yeah. if that defensive line clicks. When um, you look at last season and when when we spoke um, in the off season, I, I said. Washington football team. This was a game I was genuine, genuinely concerned about um, because they've <clears throat> upgraded at quarterback with Fitzmagic, and obviously he's not available. So because of that, you're right in that we are the clear favourites. But as you said, if if his defence comes to play, then uh, it's going to be a tough game, uh, really tough game. And their defence so far, as we talked about, hasn't performed yet this season. I think they've like, got the 11th worst defence in terms of yards uh, and they've given up a lot of yards. I remember watching the Giants game, uh, which was first night football last week and, you know, they're beaten all over the place, you know, and Sterling Shepard had a really good game and Darius Slayton got in behind them a couple of times. So they're susceptible, yeah. you know, on the, on the deep ball and in the intermediate tree yeah. range. So, look, as you say, it's really tough to know exactly what's going to happen and how, how it's going to play out. If we see what we've seen so far from Washington, I think the Bills win this comfortably, even without Josh really yeah. clicking. The worry I have is that at some point that defense is going to be what it is. And, um, you know, you're going to have Chase Young and Montez Sweat absolutely you know, annihilating our defense. I am worried about our tackles, I have to say. Um, but that's not what we've seen from them so far. So as I, I think we're going to have to game plan for them being at their best and then if that's not the case and they are playing uh, a bit more zone perhaps um let's just take what take what, what they give us uh, what do you yeah. what do you make of their their offense i mean it's got some weapons hasn't it but obviously tona hanuki he's scrappy he's he's um I, I quite like him i think he's he's a sort of he's a perfect backup quarterback in my opinion you know he's sort of the guy that's kind of He's a bit of a wild card and um, can do things that perhaps the defense wasn't expecting. Um, the play's never dead. He absolutely fights and fights. 
and but they've got some pretty good uh, good weapons there. I mean, yeah, Terry McLaurin's obviously at the top level wide receiver. They drafted Diami Brown, who you and I really liked out of North Carolina. And we were yeah. <laughs> secretly hoping that the Bills might draft him, even though not, <laughs> it was more of a kind of wish than a a prediction. Mm. Um, my feeling is our defense is, should be able to manage them. But what, what do you what do you take? What's your take? Yeah, it's interesting. So Taylor Heineke, 28-year-old quarterback. He was a UDFA in 2015. Um, he had really good college stats. I was just researching him this morning at Old Dominion. Uh, he had a percentage completion of 67.7. His touchdown at interception rate was four touchdowns for every one interception. Um, and yeah, really good passing yard numbers as well. He went surprisingly as a UDFA we, we look back and we say surprisingly but I think it's due to the size because he's only six foot and clearly there's a more recent trend to trust the smaller quarterbacks you look at Baker Mayfield Kyler Murray um they'd be first round picks uh, since you know he entered the league um so I think he's a good player though and he's he's, he's decent all over the board there's, there's nothing where he excels um, he's got decent accuracy, decision-making, mobility, but his arm strength is limited. He can't really throw it past you know, 30 yards down the field kind of thing. So there's a real opportunity there for him, though, to keep a job because obviously Fitz is out most of a season from what we understand. And he's only on a one-year deal and he's 38 years old. So he's got a, an audition almost to you know, either stick around and earn the starting job at Washington next season or you know, find another situation league that, you know, he can either yeah, have a good chance of starting. So he's not the kind of guy you're expecting to put 350 yards on you. No, um, yeah, he's not that big chunk play kind of guy. Um, no. I don't think, um, but he keeps your offense on track. He does. He keeps you on track. You know, he's got oh, his completion percentage this this season is 73.8, which obviously is only yeah. two games and it's against yeah. it. But you know, the charges have got, um, uh, an okay d- defense and the Giants, well, they're a bit of a mess, but I don't know. I, I feel like we can handle Heineke. I, I feel like our defense, if our defense is what it has been this first two games, then we're covered in terms of them scoring points. We really should win this game. It's just, yeah. can we get Allen back to a bit closer to his level? I think. I think in terms of our defense, we could match them the same as what we've done against the Dolphins purely because, um, you know, he's a fairly inexperienced quarterback at this level. Um, send the house, you mean? <laughs> yeah, send yeah. the house, you know, give him different looks. Yeah. Um, the O-line of the Washington football team, the interior is really good. Um, they've got Chase Rulier, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, as centre. He's above average. He got a big contract extension last year. They've obviously got uh, Brandon Scherf, who's a all-pro guard. Um, he's been on a franchise tag for the last two seasons. Uh, he's one of the best all-around guards in the game. I have questions about the tackles, though, and obviously that's where we played really... Our edges played really well and generated lots of pressure against the Dolphins. So they've got Cornelius Lucas, that left tackle, who's been in the league a good amount of years now, I think five or six years, but he's been a backup, a really low-end uh, you know, starting tackle and Sam Cosme, who are quite liked in the in the um, mm. drafting process last season, but he's had his struggles from what I've heard, and he's playing a slightly di- a different position at right tackle. So there are definitely areas of weakness on that line that I think we can attack and exploit with how well Epinesa played and Rousseau and Matt uh, Addison, and you add Hughes in the equation, and I think because of Stars' questionable injury status, I think. 
I think he's trending towards not playing by the sounds of it. So if he doesn't, then that will probably free up someone like Abada to, you know, come and rush on the interior. And yeah, he played. I think he had limited yesterday, wasn't he? That's what I saw. Yeah. And before the day before that, he didn't practice. So he seems to be improving. The question is, is he improving fast enough? Yeah. To say, like, even without Star, we, our defensive line was was really good last week. So it was yeah. fun to watch last week, our defence. I mean, they, they gave him so many different looks. We had... You know, Rousseau dropping into coverage. We had um, uh, all kinds of stunts. We were bringing safeties. Um, Milano was getting involved. It was amazing just to just to watch. And um, you know, if there is an iffy offensive line and an inexperienced quarterback, you've got to think that that's what uh, Leslie Frazier is scheming up. Um, let's give him lots of, that quarterback lots of stuff to to take yeah. his eyes. And um, when we took in the offseason, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, interesting we- betting game, isn't it? This one. Yeah. Um, what do you? As I said, Bills are seven-point favourites. I'm not touching that personally because no. <laughs> I think it could be really tight, or we could absolutely muller them. But I, I'm not. It's it's hard to. Uh, I wouldn't want to put any money on it. I mean, I'd be tempted with the over, but even at seven seven points, it's, it's a lot, isn't it? Um, yeah. But still, um, points are at forty-five and a half. That feels quite. Um, I feel like I'd be tempted to go with the under again, like I did last week. Um, mm. Line on Allen for yards is 268 and a half. I'm not going to touch that because I just don't haven't seen him be Josh yet. That um, version of him, yet. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But interestingly, the rushing yards for Josh is 36 and a half. And you know, you mentioned you think he's going to be out and rushing a little bit more. I do as well. Yeah. Either because their line has um, you know, taken over and he's on roller skates, or they think let's just give him lots of variety and let's have some design quarterback runs. So that's quite attractive. Have you picked out a couple of bets? Um, yeah, so um, on that trend of Josh Allen rushing, as I alluded to earlier, uh, and what you've just suggested there of his overs for yards, I'd go overs for um, actual attempts. So it's only at six and a half. Mm. So he rushed 11 times against the Steelers. I'm not too sure what the numbers were against the Dolphins. I know it's less than that 11, but it still might have won that overs um, from this week. And Neil's count at the end of the game so if we are we you know in in a position to win like they bought in Trubisky didn't they uh last week to do that but you never know that that's automatically a a rush so that could uh help with the uh, statistics but I think anyway even regardless of the kneels at the end of the game um are expecting to rush more and uh, that's at eight to eleven at the moment for six and a half uh rushing attempts so that's the first one that I'm going for so interesting, he had nine rushing you? attempts against the Steelers and he had five against the Dolphins. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I think, especially if we think it's going to be comfortable, does he come in? Does he even come in for me to kneel down? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting. Um, so for me, I've got two that I quite like. Um, I, I'm quite tempted to go with the over on knocks on yards. That's currently set at 21 and a half. In week one, he uh, his yards were 17 week two was 41 so he's averaging i mean it's only a two game sample size so it's not really indicative but averaging 28 and that line is at 21 and a half now if we add to that fact that i think they're going to attack the inside they're going to be um, attacking the seams um a little bit more take what the defense gives us maybe um josh is under a bit of pressure and he needs to throw it to a guy who he can depend on to go up and get it you know a bit of a bigger body maybe a mismatch um i feel like Knox might have a, a good game by the way he's also um you know we, we talked last week oh sorry on our previous part about his um 
his receptions a lot more tidy. Um, so I feel like that's that's quite interesting as a as an option. Yeah. The other one is I'm going to double down on on the over on Beasley. Um, so I had that last mm. week. He missed it by half a reception. If there's such a thing. So he the line was at four and a half, and um, he only got four. And, and interesting, he was open a couple of times when when Josh didn't take him. Again, I think if that defensive line gives us a day, Beasley's going to be a really critical. Um, uh, outlet for him so yeah. i haven't seen the line it's not up yet but i'm expecting it to be four and a half again given he was it four is. last week it is, yeah. is it? okay great. i've so, already bet, bet on it uh, right, myself so. actually so I'm it's at evens as well so okay. I've, I've done the same and, and digs uh six and a half uh like last week i know he failed against that and he was quite under that number but i just thought you know happens most of the time it happened most of the time last season if not all the time the line's still the same it's even so I thought if I put uh, some money on each of them then even if one comes in then I've already made my money back so if only one yep. comes in then I get the money back straight away so and then hopefully both come in then you double it so exactly. that was my logic yeah. behind that so, I also probably put an accumulator on for the uh, you know for some for a few games but um, I'll look at that on the day yeah. Um, but yeah, my bets are not over on the yards at 21 and a half. And I'm going to go for over on Beasley receptions. Yep. Okay. So my ones, uh, as I mentioned, the first one was the overs on rushing attempts for Josh Allen at six and a half. And my second one is, I don't think it really conflicts with what you said about points because it's not points, but I think the double result on the Bills to win, you know, be winning after first half and then full time. Um, seems like a good bet. It's close to evens, and I just think when a key quarterback with the defense, how how it's shown um, in the first couple of weeks, I think we will win. I just don't know by how many points, and I don't know how the game will go, but I do think that we will take a lead and we'll keep that lead. I just don't know how close the game will be the entire yeah. way. So I think that that seems a good bet to me. I agree. I'm backing the Bills to win. Um, hard to know if it's going to be tight or it's going to be comfortable. Hoping for another comfortable one like last week. That would be uh, that would be great. Um, if you were to throw out a score prediction, I know ooh. you said it's so tough to do. But... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't expect Washington to score more than 14. Um, maybe they get a you know, and a fumble recovery or something to uh, in good field position. But I just don't see their offense really scoring heavily on our uh, on our defense. Um, so I'll say 14 to Washington and I think the Bills I'm going to go for 28 28-14 okay yeah 28-14 um, I was thinking more of like a 10 point gap was where I was thinking so I'm going to head towards yeah 17-27 I'll yeah. go for that one for me it, I, th- I find it's really tough. I, I could easily see, you know, if, if Josh gets back to his levels as, as putting out another 30 points um, on Washington, I mean, let's face it. It could be a blowout, but the, the, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the Giants put what on them? Um, the Giants scored oh, 29 yeah. uh, against them. However, you know, Washington have had a little bit of extra time to prepare for this. You know, they were playing Thursday night football last week. So I feel like we're going to see a better Washington team than we've seen in the first two weeks. Uh, but I'm also yeah. hoping we see a better uh, Buffalo offense. So I don't know. It's a tough, tough one to call. But 28-14, that's my, my, my hope and my prediction. <laughs> All right. So um, that's us for this week. And um, we will be back on Monday uh, with a 
game review so a little bit earlier than uh, than, than last week and we're gonna have a guest um we hope so um look out for that if you are in the southeast of England and you want to watch the game with a few Bills fans and get a bit of an atmosphere, I would highly advise you go down to the Fitzrovia Bell, uh, very close walk to um, Warren Street Tube Station on Tottenham Court Road. I was there last week. It was great, great atmosphere. Looking to see when I can uh, I can head down there next. Uh, also something to note, we're only two weeks away from the Falcons-Jets game in London. So if you are there, Tim and I will be there. Um, we will be adorned in Bill's gear, so we won't be hard to spot, I guess, uh, but reach out to us if you want to meet up for a beer or something pre-game. We're always happy to be other members of Bill's Mafia. Uh, we will be there and cheering on the Falcons with great gusto, um, you know, and uh, hoping that the Jets are uh, absolutely annihilated before heading home at a quick rate to, uh, to see the Bills hopefully beat the Chiefs <laughs> for a change. Um, follow us on Twitter. We are at Bills from Afar. Um, please check out our sister pod, a Red, White and Buffalo Blues uh, podcast. Now there's got a quiz coming up, a Bills quiz, so uh, check that out. Um, uh, you can also email us if you want. We are at Bills from Afar. Um, sorry, Bills from Afar at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. We're always on the lookout for interesting Bills from Afar stories. So if you've got a story you want to tell about how you became a Bills fan, please reach out to us. And uh, yeah, and uh, looking forward to hopefully the Bills going two and one. So until, uh, until Monday, go Bills. <laughs>